got the big man with us today. We have. Uh, welcome, Rob Cavill, MD of Spectrum, what we call it, Spectrum Workplace Technology, Spectrum Group. Spectrum. 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 <laughs> just simple. Just overcomplicated things, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Well, welcome to the podcast again. Thank you. Um, so we've we've had orders to each for each of us to bring a subject or a news article or something to the table, literally, uh, this morning. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting to hear what, what you guys you have brought. One. I have got one, yeah. Yeah, I've done some research. I've got facts to back it up. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, who wants to go first? Should we, should we start with definitely the, Mr. Cavill? Yeah, definitely. Right. Okay. okay. So, I, I only received an invitation to this yesterday. Mm. So, I had a quick look last night on LinkedIn to try and source something. Have you heard of Mike Winnett? Mike who? Winnett. Nope. No. Okay. Can't say he'll, he'll be devastated if he <laughs> watches. Wells, he'll know him. He is quite popular on LinkedIn. Okay. A bit disruptive in the way he just says his truth. And I agree with 99% of what he says. Okay. Because I like his approach. So, he says, before you hit this post on LinkedIn, ask yourself, has this been said before? If you share the same as everyone else, you're just going to blend in. Same structure, same regurgitated insight. Same tone, same style, same story, and you'll see limited results. So share stories from your own personal and professional experience. Delve into what's working for you in your business right now. Be bold in your opinions and strong in industry update posts. Speak in your actual tone and don't hold back and stop repeating what you see on your timeline. Be original like me. So I, for some time, have wrestled, not literally, but wrestled figuratively with backs about how to come across on LinkedIn and mm. be natural. And when I watched the Steve McDermott podcast a month or so ago, that was about public speaking. So not necessarily about what you post on social media, but still the same gist of what Mike was saying on that post, which is be yourself a bit more. And I worry about that because me being myself <laughs> might not be as not that I'm unprofessional or not mm. corporate or horrible or anything, but if I was just to be normal and myself, there's always a danger that it offends or isn't quite in line with the corporate mm. approach yeah. that we probably force upon ourselves. And so even getting ready for this podcast where I'm thinking, be myself, be myself. A, I'm wearing a shirt, which is unusual. <laughs> yeah. So I'm already breaking my own rule. And then Bax is telling me how to sit so that I'm <laughs> more, no more than eight inches from the mic. And, it, and then it all feels a bit rigid. And then I'm going against everything that I've just read and learned. So I like the idea of being myself, but I'm afraid of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's what I read with interest and thought that resonates a little bit with me. So what's, what's your question <clears throat> to the to the group? Is it? Is, do I need a, to do ask we, you Do we one? agree or? Well, yeah, do you I, agree? Do we agree? What do you, no, what do you think, Steve, yeah, on? Yeah on that point about being yourself? Because I know you also have had some um, recent hesitation or reservations around mm. the support of the marketing team with your LinkedIn mm. yeah. persona. Yeah, I, I definitely struggle with it. Um, I think I think it helps that we work for a smaller non-corporate company. Because I think if you're if you working for a big organisation that's got brand guidelines and everything else, you, there's always that. Well, if I say something that goes against the brand guidelines, I'm mm. going to get pulled in front of the marketing director. So I think that helps. And I think there's also this kind of 
cancel culture, which is always in the back of my mind that if I, if I, if I say the wrong thing or perceive to be say the wrong thing, then I'm just going to get cancelled on social media and I just can't be doing with the stress of mm. that, um, to be honest. So whenever I do post on LinkedIn, it's all, I'm all, I spend like five minutes reading it, rereading it, rereading it, reading my wife, can I post this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just bloody post it. And, and then when you do post, it'll probably, I'll spot it, it'll say edited because you've been back yeah, to it because yeah, you're yeah. nervous about what you wrote. So it, it, yeah, constantly, yeah. it's a constant battle. But, and I think, I, I agree with you. You need to be yourself. I definitely need to be myself more on LinkedIn. Um, and I'm not I'm not yet, if I'm honest. I'm, mm. I'm still putting a bit of a facade up. Yeah. And we have to decide whether that's the right way mm. to be. I'm tentatively easing myself into trying to be a bit more myself. Mm. So when I see stuff I like, I like it or I comment. And it could be completely unrelated. In most cases, it is unrelated to anything that we do or yeah. that I do. I just see, I saw some stuff yesterday around some cool architecture. I, thought, I, liked, I saw I that and I loved it. It was brilliant. Yeah. When they do the glass on a, yeah. on a, on a destroyed building or a rundown building and they just repair it with, with glass essentially. Yeah. But I like stuff like that. And I like, I like yeah. design and architecture and creative stuff. A lot of the other stuff I like is around AI and stuff that's, but it's mostly creative and advertising and stuff like mm. that. Which turns out interests me, but not to put you under pressure. Sorry, no, but that's right. but I think if you behave, if you take the shackles off and behave in that way, I think other people below you will as well. Yeah, my worry is saying what I really think to some other stuff. Mm. So I can be positive about stuff, and then I, and then neutral about stuff I don't like. Mm-hmm. But I'm so tempted to be negative about the stuff I don't like. So I'll see some BS post, mm. and it'll be. We had a great day in health and safety training today. And there's a photo of a group of people training. Who cares? And I feel like writing, who cares? And that's critical because we probably <coughs> photograph that kind of thing when mm. we're downstairs in the event space and they're all doing marshmallow training or whatever. <laughs> that was actually cares. a really good exercise. No, Yeah, and it is, but nobody cares. That ain't standing mm. out. So going back to Mike's post where he says... Um, you'll just blend in, don't have the same structure, the same regurgitated stuff. You'll see limited results. Great training. Well, it wasn't great because it was boring, (laughs) probably. And genuinely nobody cares. See, I'm going to go on a limb here and I I find it difficult to be myself on there because one, because of my role, what I don't want to do is alienate potential clients. Um, But actually picking up on your point, Rob, where I would challenge that is I, I get the whole, look, I've got a certificate, pat on the back. Really, I don't give a monkeys. It's whatever. But you, I suppose part of it is, are we going for clickbait? We just want people, we're going to be radical and we want things to be different because we stand out. Or do we want to show the ethos of a company that, you know, we tr- we, we invest in our employees to do, you know, to, to improve team spirit, to improve, you know, being together to actually de- deliver better products. Yeah, I think that's a fair point because from from our, from my perspective, our marketing serves two purposes. One is to create brand awareness amongst potential clients. Mm-hmm. So when, when they're ready to buy, they think of us. And the second is to attract potential employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, it does serve two, serve two purposes, I agree. Whether a prospective employee looks at Spectrum 
and sees our podcasts, the more fun stuff we do and the employee engagement bits we do, they probably like that. Whether or not they would think, oh, great, they do health and safety training there. Because it's like a given and it, it's that kind of post mm. where I'm thinking, that is boring. Oh, no, 100%. <laughs> and I skip through and to be fair... I've got to the point now where I won't, even if it's someone I know or whatever, I'm not going to like it. It's like with all the other social media platforms, it's like, all right, well done, pat yourself on the back, move on next. But when it's something where, like you said, for uh, prospective employees or even prospective clients to see that you invest in your team, mm. I think that's what, and I take your point mm. that they are separate. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't even want a photo of me being holding a certificate going, well done, John. Mm. Yeah, yeah, don't but, put that up. But you don't care, understandably. But but somebody out there will, I think. Mate, yeah, I think they will. Having worked for a health and safety business, there are people that genuinely are passionate yeah. about health and safety. I just picked that care. as an example. I know, but then it take the marshmallow. No, we're going to take it to the end degree on that one. Take the marshmallow challenge oh, that we posted this morning. So, it's just a, so, it no, 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 no. So I agree. So ninety nine, pro, pro, probably ninety nine percent of people won't won't care. Um, I guess the hope is just that there's 1% that look at it and go, that's good. That's a, that's a like an interesting game and research it and then play that game with their team. Yeah. It might, it might not happen, but I just hold I'm not the hope. I wasn't dissing I know, that. I, know I just not. mentioned it just for... But my point, my point is, amuse. any post is not going to resonate with 100% of people. But mm-hmm. if a post resonates with 1% of people, is that a worthwhile thing? But I suppose picking up on what um, Rob said uh, around... You know, might win it um, standing out. Mm. It, it's you know, to be fair, but our subject matter is can be a bit. Yeah. Yes, it's te- there's technology, but it can be a bit dry, dry, yeah. tedious. So you know, do we want to do things? You know, and obviously, Bax has brought some you know some different things to make it a bit more rather than oh, there's a brochure about a photocopier or about a document management system. Yeah, mm. whatever. Next. But actually, bringing things to life, um, I think, is important. But it's how how much of the you know because we have always been a bit conservative, haven't we? And, yeah. and you're softening that and sort of going, yeah, I'm I'm happy for you know when I first started at Spectrum, and I'm slightly going off topic, but it was like suit tie, mm-hmm. yeah. And now we're all you know we're actually Rob's <laughs> dressed up for it and we've dressed down, yeah. but yeah. Um, you know, it, it, so everything is changing. But I wonder how radical we want to be need to be so, I, I suppose I, I suppose the latter is probably more how much do we really need to be different guys just jumping into the conversation because i want to offer you a job well not quite but i do want to talk to you about spectrum digital we are a business that is growing we're an exciting business and we're a business that is looking for top talent We've got a great team here that are passionate about business, technology, and automation. We're passionate about making people's lives easier at work. And we're looking for people that are like-minded to come and join the team. If that sounds like you, then slide into my DMs. Let's have a conversation. And I may well be offering you a job. Enough from me. Back to the conversation. Yeah, so we've softened as a business in our approach just on a daily basis. We've pushed the boundaries to some extent with our marketing. But that's all to do with the company's persona. Mike's question, or Mike's point and sort of the question that falls out the back of it is to do with you as an individual mm. and me as an individual and you as an individual and it's 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 sort of questioning you jb on what's your what's your personal view on a nervousness you mentioned a minute ago you wouldn't want to be photographed with a certificate why do you think that is well one because well there's a number of reasons one don't really like having a photo taken one 
it's not newsworthy. Um, two or three, sorry. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. If I don't care, why should I expect anyone else to care? And Bax always says, if you only get no likes or one like, mm. then no one's, no, you haven't, nobody's seen it. Mm. Nobody's bothered. <clears throat> so you're worried about putting something out there that doesn't get any interaction. The very fact that it doesn't get interaction means it hasn't had any interaction and nobody's, it's been forgotten and it's down somebody's feed. Mm. You see that kind of logic? Yeah. So when you, um, when you do, uh, when you make a comment or you do a post, do you care the number of, I know the answer, but do you care the number of likes or comments that you get back? Uh, would you go back to your phone every half hour? I know you're a busy man, but, and go, oh, I've only got 10, 10 likes. Or is it, no, I'm going to put my view out there, bothered whatever um, any, uh, anyone yeah. else thinks. Once upon a time, I'd have been checking it. Refresh, refresh. Oh, two people have thumbs it. <laughs> or whatever. Now I'm not bothered. I don't post very often at all. This no. is my dilemma. Do I start increasing my output personally not the company's output my personal output and just like stuff I like comment on stuff I want to comment on and not care I am leaning towards that mm. more so so I'll comment on some architecture or whatever mm. I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not going to offend anybody but I've also got other people in the business in on my shoulder saying why are you why are you mm. wasting your time posting on mm. architecture what's that got to do with you running this business mm. and then you think oh well, people might criticise me for but that's the that's culture, isn't it? You've got to, if we're going to go down this route of allowing people some personal freedom to post mm. what's important to them, then we need to create a culture that yeah. allows that. But that's the whole point of LinkedIn. The whole point of LinkedIn is getting yourself out there in a business, you know, to a business audience that they get to know you, the good bits about you, the bad bits about you, what your interests are. You know, we've had a guest, Nick, Nick Marshall, and you know, he's very prevalent on LinkedIn and, you know, he's saying it's all about, I want people to get to know me. And he's actually, I had a chat with him yesterday, funnily enough, and he was saying that he's actually done really well. And I know you've done it as well, Steve, about um, sort of, uh, what's the word, sourcing future employees of, mm. of, of his organisation through people getting to know him yeah. on LinkedIn and then him reaching out and not in a trying to, you know, snare them at that point but just sort of interacting with them and eventually it's like actually yeah do you want to come and yeah do you want to come and work it's been really important for recruitment i think LinkedIn, yeah and people knowing us but also even when i don't approach people through linkedin and bring them in through that channel when they sit down at interview the nine times out of ten at the minute the first thing they say is oh, i like the podcast by the way and hmm. people are obviously investing time to watch those learn about <clears> us as a company and thinking is this the sort of place that i want to work yeah I, my biggest challenge is um, there is trying to stop myself from posting when I don't like stuff. Taking the handbrake off. And just saying, you're talking. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> that's my biggest, that's my biggest, because there's such an urge to do that, to call people out when it's all other yeah, nonsense. Why, why do you need to? I think exactly. If you just post stuff that's... Which is why I don't. Yeah. It's tempting. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, the... So people think that what I'll say will be a load of crap, which is fine, but... Yeah. It's. I think it's easier. It's human nature to be critical than be positive. But I think my ultimately where I've ended up is be neutral on stuff you disagree with and mm. ignore it, and just post for the good. Yeah, and be authentic when you do post, and be authentic on the good stuff. At the yeah. You how how? 
I just when, I, when I'm writing stuff, I'm thinking, oh, I wouldn't say this. If I was sat in front of somebody, yeah. I wouldn't say this. It's, I'm just writing, just it's just a bit boring, if I'm honest. I mean, and I need to bring my personality out a bit more and be more authentic when I, when I post it. Can okay. I, <laughs> I don't know if the mic's picking me up, but I've been gagging to stop jumping. Mm. Um, so I think authenticity is overrated. And actually, <laughs> people go on and on about being authentic on social media, but they're not even really authentic in real life. None of us is. We all put on a persona, right? Mm. And on social media, you have to create a heightened version of that persona just mm. to stand out even more because you're just a little picture on a screen. Mm. Um, I think, although you're right, who cares? It's also important to remember, just like if you start going to the gym or whatever, you can't just go in and be like benching like 300. Like you have to work your way up. So the who cares content is, is a nice little entry stepping stone to just become comfortable and develop the muscle of actually posting yeah. to start to learn and go well, actually. That is a bit boring, but, and also who cares in real life? Because let's be honest, like when most of the time we're having a conversation with someone, 90% of the time they're talking, we're just thinking, oh, I wish he'd stop talking so I can start talking. And that, again, that's the kind of the same thing on social media, right? It's mm-hmm. like, so really the key is just getting there. And if you want if you want to call people out, call them out. But call them out on something that like, that's like worth calling out. Yeah, yeah. You know, because again, in real life, you would call someone out if you didn't agree with them, right? Yeah. You know, if you was at a networking event, even if with, with potential clients and they said something about, I don't know, let's say it's a car that you think is a crap car, then you say, I don't, it's not really a car, this car's better. So again, it's just, it's the same sort of thing. You just mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta do it there. To, and now you're gonna have a stack of content off the back of this podcast to post out onto your socials, a little 30 second and 60 second. That makes me even more nervous though. <laughs> Posting stuff with me on it yeah. and sharing feels narcissistic. I'd more, far rather be resharing stuff with you guys on it and commenting on stuff yeah. sort of behind the scenes yeah. a little bit but not hey look at me look at this podcast it's mega interesting because aren't I interesting it's what you want no well, I don't agree <laughs> nobody is, agrees there, there, it's weird there, there's the salesman for, for our podcast but, yeah. but but on that though I, I suppose it's like I've, I've read some things on LinkedIn and I'm and it's proper gone off people have ha- mm. have aired their opinion and I'm like all right, this is worth reading. And then I'm like, actually, do you know what? I've, I've wasted 15 minutes mm. on something that I've only got involved because it's got narky for want of a description. And it, I haven't learned anything apart from people have different opinions. And were you watching fine. the opinions or were you partaking in the narkiness? Were you? No. no, I wanted to. Yeah. Watch it from the outside. It's just like watching East Yeah, it's voyeurism, it? yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. I, said, I, said. I, I, I wanted to, and then I thought, but then all that's going to happen, interesting you should ask that, Rob, is I'll then get a stream of people coming at me. And then while I don't mind that, because I can, you know, I can have an argument in a telephone box, I, mm. I, it's not the best use of my time. Yeah. And then I worry about being in sales. What pe- If people read a thread about that, they'd be like, Because wow. we worry about the minority people that might disagree. But mm. you might also win sales because people think, yeah, he's a good guy. I agree. He's, he's my kind of guy. Mm. Yeah. Buy yeah. Possibly, yeah. But is it um is that a Britishness? Yeah, it could be. Is that a British thing where we are kind of like, oh, you know, we're we're a bit because there's other nationalities where I don't care. They're just we'll have it. Let's have it off. Let's just argue Britishness. 
Yeah, oh yeah. My first job, I was told, first day, wear a black suit, black shoes, clean shaven, do your hair. You're an undertaker. Speaking a a clear (laughs) accent, BBC accent. No, I was a management consultancy company and they were like, you can't vary from these because you might alienate somebody if you've got some stuff. I think, but the... If you Good were like that now, you'd be alienating yeah, more yeah. people, wouldn't you? I agree. So it's shifted. I agree. I think we agree. Well, I think I'm concluding the whole thing's fake. As Bax said. Just be yourself. Yeah, Post. it's still fake. Because I wouldn't normally comment on a health and safety meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so no. <laughs> yeah. so what, what are you going to do differently? Well, well, I need to wrap this up. So okay. what, what are you going to do differently to go, or not? Uh, well, Bax's advice, I think, is try and form the habit of being more active. Yeah like you would when you start out going to the gym. So become more active and try and push the boundaries out a little with being more realistic. I've been more, you know, being more myself. Good, I like that. All right. Yeah. I'm going to wrap up on that one. So, uh, JV, what's what's your oh. topic for discussion? Um, It's quite a good format, this. Mm. I think it's better that it was a surprise. Yeah. I don't know how mine's going to go down so, now. Might run out of time. Have we stopped that one? Yeah. All oh, right. Are we still filming, aren't we? Yeah, we're still going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're just waiting. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what? That's why I was pulling my phone up. Go on. Um, What's yours? So, my, mine's pretty. <laughs> after the, after that first subject, I'm now wishing I, I've maybe gone a different route. Me, um, me too. That's why I put you next. Brilliant. Come Thank on. you for that. So, so mine was uh, more relevant to what I do, what I sell. So it was all about the sort of next generation software. And there was um, McKinsey did a um, sort of a report on the top 20, top things that, you know, top softwares or top trends from 2022. Mm-hmm. And one was next generation software development. And it was sort of the trend broadly relates to progress in the field of software development, blah, blah, blah. Tools in, in this space include AI, machine learning etc and it and it was around just people and this is going to be a really torrid subject for for um rob um but it was around um the difference between um people doing microservices and people going for the the sort of big bang all in one place so i don't think we need to spend too long on this now actually (laughs) after rob's brilliant subject but it, it was more around we fit into that microservice piece and it's it's kind of how p- getting people to understand you know low code no code all those sorts of things that the way it's moving we sort of talked about chat gpt as well all these sort of emerging softwares that are going to transform business lives just generally so as an example i went to see a client and he said oh have you heard about chat gpt i said oh funny that yeah i have and we got some some of the clever guys downstairs are working in certain areas using chat GPT. Mm. And then suddenly um, he said, oh, do you know what? I've been using it to check all the code that I write. Mm-hmm. And he said, it saved me so much time. And he and he was like, but he then went on to say, actually, it you know, down the line, it's going to be able to, to write it, but it's a bit scary where it could end up. And I suppose it, it's where... I don't even know what question I'm asking, really. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's the way the evolution of the way technology is going, how we're as a business going to have to keep up because, you know, as we said earlier, we help lots of people with, you know, some really mundane things, but actually going forward, the way technology is evolving, 
it'd be really good to be sort of at not at the forefront but at the f- cutting edge of being able to help clients with other things other than taking paper out of the equation or, or mm-hmm. saving time or, or whatever and for me it's more around the whole um well actually the question is are you concerned no that's wrong with the type of question <laughs> what are your thoughts on the way left. yeah <laughs> what are the thoughts what are your both your thoughts on the way technology could potentially evolve how we do things take over our roles um you know ultimately in 10 15 years time we might we might be taken over by you know by mm-hmm. ai and bots things like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what are your thoughts that took 10 minutes to ask a question <laughs> when i could have just said said it in 30 seconds next like i think yes he's bored already <laughs> go on then, rob what's your what's your view i that? i think it was one of our former guests oliver yonchev mm. who posted <clears throat> i think probably within the last day or two about content creation which is quite topical because that's what we're doing right now is creating content. Mm. And he said, because of AI or the advent of AI or the growth of AI, um, we'll no longer be content creators and more like conductors. Mm. Yeah. I, you still need the human to conduct and procure and I guess come up with the objectives of, of any particular project, but it'll be AI that's doing the production of it and the creation itself. So that was an interesting one. And I've seen myself in the last, this isn't AI, so it's not quite answering the question, but I've seen myself in the last couple of months while I've been helping my wife with the creation of her website for a new business. That's a plug. (laughs) 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 Um, And I've, because it's a, a startup, we were obviously didn't want to spend a fortune on using an outside agency. But where I've seen the risk to somebody like a marketing agency is that the tools that you get to create a website these days, mm. this was through GoDaddy's um, web builder tool. Mm. Any non-technical person such as myself can create what I think and what most people seem to be thinking with a review of this website is that it is perfectly functional and does what it needs to do. Yeah, and it's it's not quite AI. It's more of a it's more of the wizard behind it, the tool and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I can see how the evolution of that kind of technology, I wouldn't say it's making creative people redundant or web builders, but it's it's halfway there. It's putting more in the hands of the end user yeah. to do that. And I think technology. AI yeah. clearly takes that to another level <coughs> altogether. Yeah, when I wouldn't even have to be doing the configuration on that web builder, I'd be saying. I want a website to look roughly like this, click, go. Yeah. And then it just does it. Here's 10 options. Yeah. Yeah. Gives you the options. So I think for the creative industry, be interested to see what, actually you should be on this. You should just be saying, mm. but anyway, it'd be interested to see what the, the creatives in the room's take would be on, on it in that particular sector. Yeah. But I'm focusing on the creative sector as opposed to anything else. Okay. Me again, just jumping in to talk about one of the processes that we often get asked to automate, which is the processing of supplier invoices, also known as accounts payable automation. So what does that mean? Well, most businesses receive invoices from their suppliers and a lot of businesses still have people that are manually reviewing those invoices, making sure that they're correct, making sure they're accurate, and then manually reeking them into a finance system or an ERP system. Well, our solution can automate that process. So typically an invoice will come in, we'll use capture technology to understand what's on that invoice. 
We'll then match that data up against goods received note to make sure that we've received the product. We'll match it up against purchase order data to make sure that somebody has placed an order for that product. And ultimately, if we can match that up, we can automatically push that into an ERP system or finance system and nobody has to touch it. How good does that sound? If there are exceptions, if there are things that need to be checked, that's fine. We can use digital workflow to push that to somebody to eyeball it and say, is this correct or does something need to change? Ultimately, though, that can then be pushed again into an ERP system or a finance system. This is about making your life easier. It's about making operations as quick and as efficient as possible. And we do that all the time. If that sounds interesting, then get in touch. That's enough from me. Back to the podcast. Because it's in, and the other thing, Rob, is you know, if we go to how it is now pre-AI, or not now, but you know, a few years ago, it was like, right, we'll go away, we'll take your brief, we'll go away and we'll come up with some concepts and we'll come back to you and it's all time. And now it's instantaneous, right? We're, we're, we're going to build this website, right? What do we want in it? And you start dragging and dropping and it, it's there it is. So, mm. and, and it's exactly what you want, how you want, rather than someone may misinterpret the brief, mm. taking the, the creative, you know, um, trend that we're talking about, come back, they've wasted your time, their time, rather than you over the dinner table going, right, well, we'll just do this, 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 and this. Mm. Bingo, that's what we wanted. Yeah, yeah. it's going to come down to how people can get the best out of technology. That's going to be the, the differentiator, I think. I mean, if you look at what we do at the minute, we're we're predominantly a value-added reseller of software. So we take other people's software largely and we bring that together into end-to-end solutions. You know, we, we've talked about developing our own intellectual property around software and we're working on that at the minute. But the reality is, even when we do that, we're still bringing together other people's software because if we're going to have an AI engine as part of that product, we're not going to build our own AI engine. We're going to use somebody else's and we're going to, it's kind of in like terms that of a user interface. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's, it's not that different from what we do today, which is taking the best technologies, bringing it together into an end-to-end solution. It doesn't solution. scare me because 100 years ago, there was no, you know, I don't know, scubas or something. Yeah. You know, there's the, the, the evolution of every kind of tech has the ability yeah. to scare something. <clears throat> 20 years ago, I'm thinking, oh, I love my CD collection. Oh, well, it's all going to be on one thing. Well, how am I going to file through it and yeah. do it all? I'll be scared. But you're not. It just evolves and you it evolve just happens. But, and but, you don't notice because it evolves. I mean, it evolves quickly, but you still don't notice. I was going to say, I, I suppose, um, being slightly dramatic, um, being more myself now, mm. um, is, uh, but does it not scare you in the fact that how quickly it's evolving that it could get to the you know to, to the dark side if you will certain things could take over so if we were to you know bring in i don't know ai or whatever to do something within his business within a couple of years it might have learned enough that it starts doing things it's that, that film isn't it that will smith i robot i think where they take over yeah all right yeah 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 for my time. Before your time. Before my time. Yeah. I'm only mid thirties. Late thirties. I am. Thirty-eight. Thirty-seven. That's still. That's yeah, still well, mid. You knocked it on the door. No, so, not at all. Knocking on the door with your coffee. Anyway, it's, it's becoming an ages conversation. Yeah, I think that's some way off personally, and and I Good. think yeah, the the role of humans is still really important in terms of strategy, in terms of understanding the true requirements of a client. And it can only help. technology will do a lot of the heavy lifting, but that's largely a good thing. Yeah, that's the thing. With the advancements <coughs> of technologies, 99% of what we see, or maybe 90% or whatever, is 
positive and for the for the yeah yeah you know, it's all improvement. All right, can we can we move on to mine? Please. And again, I'm not sure if I've, I've missed the mark, but here we go. Um, so my question to you guys is: Is this the beginning of the end for the Fang organizations? You know what I mean by Fang, right? So Fang stands for Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. So they're the big tech companies Fang. that were that made up the vast majority of the wealth of Netflix. You say. Yeah, yeah, Netflix. Google. So they made up, I don't know the exact numbers, but they were large, like 25, 26% of the S&P 500 that was in these kind of six stocks. The ter- the combined market cap was about, I think it was over 7 trillion at the beginning of 2022. Um, but obviously in the last 12 months, or not, maybe not obviously, but all of those have kind of dropped off a cliff in a big way. So if you look at... What's, what metric are you using? What's dropped well, the market cap, as in what they're worth, has mm-hmm. dropped off a cliff. But in many cases, other indicators. So if I look at Facebook in 2022, subscribers declined for the first time. If I look at Amazon, they've just had their least profitable holiday period, Christmas, since 2014. Um, if I look at Apple, they've seen the largest quarterly revenue drop in seven years. So they're a, a measly $117 billion which is down 5.5%. If I look at Netflix, they lost 70% of their value last year. And you know, as well as increasing competition, people like Disney and Amazon in the market. And then you look at Google, they've just cut 12,000 jobs, which is 6% of their workforce. And you've and people talking about whether ChatGPT and AI is going to replace the need for people to Google stuff because they'll just go on ChatGPT and ask those same questions. So they've kind of been the darlings of Wall Street for the past 10 years and then in the last year they all seem to have kind of plummeted down to earth yeah is it the end of them is then is there going to be a new generation of technology companies that are going to come in and take over I think there's I'd be this is just a, a guess I don't think it's the end of all of them I think there are five different obviously five different businesses there and each have a slightly different answer mm-hmm if I was to bet, and you can, this is recorded, so we can look back mm. on this, see how wise I am. I think Facebook is going to continue to decline. Yep. Why? I think um, competition, other 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 platforms that allow people, we already see it with, I mean, I'm, you'd be surprised to hear that I'm not on Facebook, nor <laughs> or the rest of them. You see my nervousness or hesitation or, sort of lack of interest in even LinkedIn. So to get involved in the rest of them, I'm not particularly interested. Yeah. Um, albeit Twitter I am now on, but I use that as a news feed yeah. rather than a place to quote because mm-hmm. it has some cool stuff on it. So yeah, I think Facebook declines due to competition in the other social platforms that allow people to, to communicate with one another. Amazon, I think, is mighty enough to adapt to whatever is causing its drop in profitability. Mm-hmm. I think the they have got that sewn up with the ease of and the user experience around ordering stuff. Apple, yeah, I, I, Apple, I'm not sure. Just Netflix, on, Netflix is, Netflix <clears throat> will, will wane as well. And okay. I think Google will, will be fine. So my insightful prediction is that Facebook and Netflix will be the ones that wane and the others will probably be fine. Just on Amazon, I missed one out actually. So they, in 2022, 
they made a, a loss, a net loss of 2.7 billion, whereas the year before they made a profit of 33.4 billion. It's a big so, swing. Quite a big swing. So I think there's there's a few things to, well, Rob's views, uh, but also on, on Fang, is I think some of those businesses, I think, were artificially inflated due to COVID. Mm-hmm. and everyone's stuck at home. So Amazon, as an example, no wonder they were whatever mm. billions profit because yep. everyone was stuck at home and it's Good like, point. what should we do? Yep. Um, I think I will... I'm not a fan of Facebook. Uh, I am on Facebook, but just the trash that comes on there, either by friends or people that I haven't seen in donkeys, and I'm like, wow, okay, I'm better off not commenting any any further. Um, and that I think Facebook's a bit of a narcissistic mm. sort of everyone. Like, look at me, look what I've done. I'm, I'm in the Seychelles, good for you. I'm mm. not, so I don't care. Next. Um, but I think all, uh, I actually agree with you on Netflix because I think they've realised their model and they're now starting to try and change it is that when you share your subscription, so, mm. you know, my mum's got one of my, you know, um, slots. The dog's got one, obviously not, but share it out mm-hmm. that's not a great business model is it mm-hmm. yeah um so the clamping down on that i read that yesterday yeah, yeah. i think uh obviously facebook slash meta meta are trying to go into the you know the metaverse metaverse yeah i think all five of those businesses are of a size as you said with their you know um financial uh, clout they will buy up the emerging mm. companies slash technologies in their area to stay relevant and because they've got that sort of money that they those names will be with us apart from potentially Netflix for a very long time stay dominant yes because they'll just they'll just go in and uh, buy up <coughs> whatever they need to to stay relevant you mentioned their size though do you think their size works against them to a certain extent because we're talking about uh, or Bax was talking about I think it's Price's Law I'm not an expert on this yesterday but yeah. uh, I'm not an expert on it but it's something like uh, 50% of the the value delivered in an organisation is delivered by the square root of the number of employees yeah yeah so if they've got I don't know 10,000 employees there's rough maths about 100 people that are delivering 50% of the value in that organisation and the bigger an organisation gets if I'm honest, the more passengers it picks up along the way. And is that is is that part of the reason that we've seen these really lean growth stocks then turn into big elephants with a load of fat? But then maybe recognising that, why Google making 12,000 redundancies? Mm. Well, Fair point. It, it, and absolutely. Twitter's done the same. Yeah, yeah. He, he canned half these people, didn't he? Yeah. But if you think about it, potentially these tech companies, when, I, when we go back to my boring subject, They'll be using the technology now to, mm. where people were doing, you know, certain things, which w- was building up to someone adding proper value within mm. that organisation. They're now using the technology that can do it to to then come to the conductor to go. Mm, yeah. There we go. That's what. So that's all that's happening. They're rationalising down by using the technology the, they're mm, developing. As you said earlier, or as you were alluding to, they will diversify. They'll buy up Chat GPT, GPT, whatever. They're the masters of diversification, mm. some of these. Google in particular. You Amazon know. as well. Yeah. It was what Amazon was books. Mm. Yeah. Google was a search engine. Mm-hmm. Now you can buy a mobile phone or a pair of glasses and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So they're the masters of diversification, which I think is what gives will, will give their shareholders the comfort that they can make the cost savings where mm. they've grown too quickly. 
and they'll buy up some lean businesses in. But then, as you say, the emerging stuff. But when you got big monolithic businesses like that, when they when they buy up lean, cool, agile businesses, they tend to turn them into big monolithic businesses, and they quite yeah. quickly. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. What's I, your view? That's, I think it's. I think it's the end of the beginning as opposed to the beginning of the end for them. I think we've seen the kind of growth mm-hmm. and I think we're going to probably see them plateau and just turn out big, big turnover still reasonable. I think they'll get back to reasonable profitability because they are cutting heads. But I think eventually, probably not in the next three years, but probably in the next five to 10, I think you will see competitors come in and disrupt the markets uh- and change them. I agree. And actually, I'm um, just having had a little longer to think. I actually think Apple might be the other one with Netflix that might, yeah, they're huge now, but they're a bit of a, um, a brand sort of, oh, you've got to have an Apple watch, got to have an Apple, you know, iPad or what, what, like you just said, when someone else comes out with an orange mm. and it does all these different things, that will be the new thing and that will be the, where people will go uh, and so I think that one if you had to back two you're back in Amazon and Google I am. Um, I am they're my two yeah probably I think Apple's still a strong business you know covering Apple products but uh, my question would be I guess when was the late the last time they had proper innovation like when they, they brought the iPhone just out just evolving things it changed the market completely right, when the, was the last time yeah the, the watch which is probably yeah. six seven years ago but yeah probably at least um, Although they are bringing a car out, aren't they? Are they? Yeah. Mm, okay. Watch, watch this space for which one of you two gets that. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> but 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 yeah. But but they're going into. I was I was thinking earlier. Um, it's not one of those because actually it's not one of those five. But yeah, it's Tesla. Mm. I think down the line, Tesla will become the Ford Focus of EVs. Mm. And I'm not yeah. I'm not sure whether. You're right. That's his aim, but I think that's the sort of market he's not trying to put. Yeah, there's some real top end ones, but in the main, the he's just trying to put um, you know volume out there, and it's not necessarily mm. it's going to have the finish of a Ford Focus rather than some of the other brands will. will. But even that's that market is right for somebody else to come in, isn't it? Because Elon's off doing Twitter and on batteries and rockets, and he's distracted, and somebody else could easily come in the market and go. Actually, it's going to take it in a different direction. Yeah. All right. I think that's been that's been a really good chat. Thank you for for joining us, Rob. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Enjoyed right. it. Thank Cheers. you.